Loans with Honey podcast. We got an exciting day. I got Michelle with me. Keller Williams, super agent, agent of the stars, maybe. Oh. Multi-state. Maybe. I don't know. I'm multi-state. Awesome. I'll be multi-state soon. All right. Pretty shitty day outside right now. You are authorized to swear on the Loans with Huddy podcast. Oh, I am? Yeah, explicit. Fantastic. I have. I always have the explicit <laughs> lyrics on the deal. Um, but it is getting bad out there. We have a snow-nami headed our way. Snow-mageddon. <laughs> snow-mageddon, yeah. Right. Snow-pocalypse. Snow-apocalypse something, yeah. Friday the 13th in April. It's crazy because it, my son, one of my sons, Brock, I call him the Brock star. Yeah. He turns... 13 today. Fantastic. No, he no, doesn't 15. turn, turns 15 on the 13th. Fantastic. So he, um, it seems like every other year almost, it's not, but it feels like every other year his birthday is always on Friday, Friday the 13th. Big celebration. It is. Now you are not a superstitious person, so Friday the 13th is a lucky day for you. Well, I don't know that I'm not superstitious, and I don't know that it's not not a lucky day. Okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I do know what I'm in control of, and that is of me. So That's whether right. it's Friday the 13th or not Friday the 13th, uh, whatever, I'll take it. You'll take it. I'll whatever take it. it it's a day, right? It is. Now, you had mentioned when we were just talking um, a little bit before the, the show, with the snow coming, we have about, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 inches, whatever it is. Maybe seventy-eight. I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> we have you have a you have a it's inspection tomorrow. Yeah. On a flat oh roof. Oh my gosh! I've got some buyers that found this really. It's very magical property in uh, yes. West Bloomington, and it has a flat roof, and so it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's a I'm gorgeous, gorgeous architecturally. Yeah. Designed home, and we have an inspection tomorrow afternoon. So I'm not exactly sure if I need to wear my snowshoes to that right. inspection. Or and what is that guy going to find? Do you think he's going to be able to see anything? How do you do an inspection on a flat roof if it's covered in a foot of snow? You know what? I'm just not the expert in that right. field. So <laughs> right. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm just going to follow what he says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, how. Speaking of that, that house that you're selling, you said it's in West Bloomington? Um, actually, I have buyers for that or one. You have I'm buyers. not the selling agent okay. on that one. Mm-hmm. So you have buyers. In this type of market, there was, um, we hear all sorts of things out there. You know, I'm in the mortgage business, so mm-hmm. I'm writing a lot of pre-approvals. I'm writing pre-approvals for the same client because there's multiple offers on every property. Mm-hmm. And so my buyers, some of my buyers, not the ones that I work with with, with you, it's amazing. You just told me, you do a lot of business, and you just told me in the last year, you have only had one one time you've lost out on an offer. One time. That you made. One time. One time. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about that. Okay. I want to talk about what's going into it, because this has been a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I've talked to several agents out there, and... I had sent you an email asking you, and you didn't respond because you're trying to keep it a secret, but I'm putting you on the spot. So one thing that everyone pretty much has, has said, you know, it's 
the type of loan is important. Yes. If you can do a conventional financing versus FHA, mm-hmm. not that FHA always loses out, but conventional is a little bit, it's more favorable. It tends to be. It tends mm-hmm. to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and w- the other thing that you said to me is, you know, you're not, you're not coming through with these just over the top dollar amount offers. You're not, no. you're not saying the house is listed at 250. We're gonna say 275. You know, you're not getting crazy like that. Um, but one thing that that you were talking about is when you're calling the listing agent. Mm-hmm. So are you calling this? listing agent before you even submit the offer yes I am you are okay so you call the listing agent what what's that conversation like what are you asking hello hottie this is <laughs> Michelle Markison with Keller Williams preferred say we're looking at putting in an offer on your home listed at ABC Elm Street that's great Street. Michelle highest and best do by four. Oh, okay what does that look like yeah well, we want the highest. We want the best. You know, it's listed at 225. So, like, I'm not an agent, so I have no idea how to role play with you there. But what, <laughs> right. what kind of so, answers yeah, are I'm, they I'm giving? I'm staring at him, right? <laughs> yes, she's staring at me. She's giving me those eyes. I just want to tell her everything. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm trying to get. Yeah. Is I, I want to know, you know, some basic questions that I ask is, you know, we really want a shot at this property. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit more about it that maybe I didn't see or my buyers didn't see when we were there because we were only there for half hour, an hour. Uh, sometimes we go back for a second viewing, but when they're asking for highest and best, I want to know a little bit more about the property. Right. Maybe some history of it. Um, I do want to know what are the sellers looking to do? How can we make this a win-win situation for both the sellers and the buyers? Right. When so are they looking to close? Where are they going? What are they doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're asking those questions, are are the listing agents are they pretty good with giving feedback? Do you gotta pry it out of their? I no. no. You know, it's a, it's a nice conversation. You know, yeah. with every agent, really, you know, our fiduciary duty is to our client, whether right. it is the sell side or the buy side. So th- you do have to be careful about what information you give. You have to make sure that you're not giving away the farm. Yeah, you don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, there are basic questions. Right. And each property is very different. Um, you know, a lot of the questions will come from the buyers as well. Sure. They'll, they'll say, well, we kind of need to know about this and when was this done? You know, things that maybe aren't on the seller's disclosure or, um, or in the um, public remarks or even agent remarks on the MLS. So then you're taking all those questions to, this, to the listing mm-hmm. agent. You're getting as yep. much information as you can. You're fact-finding. We're fact finding, right? So then you get the information, you get back with your clients, and that's when you construct your offer. Mm-hmm. I usually give them a time, also a kind of a window as to when they'll hear back from me. So I'll bring the information back to the buyer. We'll put something together um, that's meaningful and purposeful, but we're mm-hmm. also not going to jump because you know we there are appraisal challenges out there too. There not, sure is. Yeah, not everything's appraising where people want to. So your buyers have to make sure that they've got that extra cash laying around if yeah. they really want to win this home. Right. And uh, sometimes that particular home isn't something that they want to, uh, 
Yeah, they're not going to spend it all. Money. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, all buyers want to come in and they want to typically re-carpet or paint and yep. put some of their own TLC into it. And, uh, you know, I like to make sure that they've got money to do that as well. Well, which is fantastic. And only losing out on one offer that you've made in the last year is phenomenal. It's really yeah. good. So I think it really comes down to communication. It's, it does. It's really talking. Um, talking to people, making sure that when I tell the agent I'm going to get back to them, whether we want to put in an offer or not, or it might be something that they're not interested in anymore because we found out something that they don't want to deal with, yeah. um, I always give them a call back and go, you know, we're, we're going to pass on this one, but let me know if you have anything else coming up. Right, which is really key, and I think we get in this modern age of we want emails or text messages. I'm the same way. I like to pick up that. 500 pound gorilla called yes. the phone i'm i am really a face-to-face -face person i like to see the people yeah i'm going to be working with this is all about a relationship mm -hmm. you know it, it doesn't matter where the other agents from if they're a co-broker or if they're in the same office that i'm in you know i want to have a relationship with them yep and a good working relationship well yeah because you know even though there's you know there was a crazy number I did this uh, class, a branding class that I helped put on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I don't remember. And the lady that was teaching the class, she gave a stat of how many licensed real estate agents there are in the Twin Cities. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. It's <laughs> 17,000. Yeah, there's some. a lot of us. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. But then she broke it down and she said that, you know, some of these agents, um, you know, they get their license because they're selling their own house right. or or maybe they work for a, um, a leasing company, you know, or, or a property management mm -hmm. company, mm -hmm. or their job, they're part of a um, commercial real estate investment company. Mm -hmm. So they have to get it for that reason, or maybe they work for a real estate attorney. There's a lot of different reasons on why people get their real estate license. So she broke it down to, you know, people that are really active because then she also looked at the people that, the agents that are part-time. You know, I think, I, I could be way off on this, but still a pretty good number. I think she said, you know, around 13,000 in the Twin Cities that are active, right? So with that being said though, when you're, when you're a, a busy agent like yourself, you're doing a lot of transactions and you're out there, you tend to run in, especially if you're working a couple maybe three different areas mm -hmm. I feel like you tend to run into the same people more often or the same groups mm -hmm. do you find that I mean I, I know I do but do you run into that that is funny that you said that I was actually having a conversation with someone today that's looking at a house in the Linden Hills area yes and which you're very familiar with. I'm very familiar yes. with yes um, so uh, he had asked me about this house and I said oh I know the listing agent and he said don't you all know each other? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like asking somebody who works for an airline, don't you know that person? Right. It's like, exactly. oh, no. No. <laughs> they do something know. totally different. Yeah. But I did happen to know this listing agent, and he's an amazing person. I yeah. did a transaction with him, and I just said, he's he's great. He's good. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, it's funny. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. 17,000 of you, and, and and, and run into each other. Right. So it, you do have some repeat. Yeah, it can be a very, it's kind of like the hockey world. You know, I get, you know, I played a little bit of hockey and people will say, well, do you know so-and-so? You know, do you know, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith? 
he graduated, you know, 10 years after you, but he's a hockey player, so you must know him. Right, I'm sure you've shared ice time. Right, you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, what's crazy, though, is it's kind of like that, is because hockey's like a really big, small world. Yes. So you do run into each other, much like the, the real estate world. It's huge, but yet mm-hmm. it's small at the same time. So if you're running into people uh, a couple times here and there, it's nice. sure and that it's goes back happen. to the working relationship. You, you know, I just I want to be that agent out there that's good with the general public and also with others in my profession, which so, is fantastic. Right. And I know you do a great job. I mean, we've we've, we've been working together on some stuff for a while now, so mm-hmm. it's a lot yeah, of fun working you. with you. Thank you, Huddy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, John. <laughs> So I want I want people to get to know you a little bit, okay, and and learn more about Michelle, because I I think it's great. You do a lot of a lot of different stuff, and I just love it. So you also have a company called Blending Babes. I do. Blending Babes. What is Blending Babes? <laughs> why do I why do I need Blending Babes? What is what is it? Doesn't everybody need some? holistic natural yeah. essential oil blends in their life well I think we do but <laughs> so isn't there what, what is blending babes though what is that a company name and it's yep. for something else so what mm, so tell blending me about blending babes, babes is my aromatherapy company okay that's big aromatherapy is really popular out it's, there well it's been pretty popular for about 3,000 years oh <laughs> well <laughs> hey Michelle I'm just I'm a dude I'm a hockey puck you know, crusty old hockey guy. You know what my aromatherapy? You know what my aromatherapy is? What? My hockey bag. It reeks like oh, garbage. Good. You know, well, I've got some game changer for that. Right. That'll take that that funky smell right out of stuff. So my girlfriend has this pot thing, and she puts these different things yeah. in there, and it emits mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Right. Is that kind of what you? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. That's what Wait, it is. Why doesn't she have my blending babes in that? I I don't know. I don't recall an order from her. What? <laughs> I'm going to have to go back on my online orders and see if Yeah, if you'll have to one. check. Well, we just got it. Or she just oh, got okay. it. It's not my deal. I don't know that much about it. John, That's what I'm it asking. can be your deal. So. Can it? <laughs> yes. What does aromatherapy do for me? So aromatherapy is a, uh, a way to help people without the synthetic uh, medications. Okay. So it's, uh, it's more of a holistic and natural approach to um, ailments, basically. What kind of ailments? So, well, like I, I'm sure everybody, yeah, so many people, and I, you know, and I'm not sure about the listeners right now, but I think most people know that lavender will calm you down. I right? had no idea. Well, it does. Lavender <laughs> is lavender. purple. Yes. That's what I know mm-hmm. lavender Yeah, is. the lavender flower is purple. Oh, it's a flower. It's a flower. Mm-hmm. Lavender is a flower. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. Look you're educating me. I yes. know. Um, so, uh, basically... Um, Going back, I started with Aveda. That was my very first career. Okay. So I worked in research and development for the Aveda Corporation, and I worked with world-renowned perfumers and aromatherapists, and I got an amazing education with Horst Breckelbacher, who owned Aveda at the time. Wow. And um, so, yeah, so I um, have my own line now, and I blend lots of things for different ailments. So I've got a pain cream that works great. I initially bonded that for some of my clients that have MS, fibromyalgia. Um, really? I met mm-hmm. a, a woman this morning. She was actually interviewing at our mortgage company today okay. for a position. 
and she said she had fiber fibromyalgia that mm-hmm. yes yeah i didn't know what that was and so she explained it's it extremely painful yeah. for those that have it yes mm-hmm. so um so you have a pain cream so does that so it works for that and it works for ms or it helps mm-hmm. relieve that and pain well and um like rheumatoid arthritis so i have a very good friend that is a golfer and has rheumatoid arthritis and he uses it religiously what about for like so for me for example my knees are, you know, I've played a lot of hockey. I do, right. I train jujitsu, mm-hmm. I train MMA, I lift weights, mm-hmm. you know. I'm gonna start running. You might want running. the pain, pain go away. Yeah, mm-hmm. we might need to try some of that out yeah. because my knees get beat up uh, on a regular basis. And, you know, this weather doesn't help it. You know, I'm like a yeah. weatherman mm-hmm. because when it's coming, my left knee gets a little hitch in the giddy up. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, it's insane. I just can't. Mm-hmm. There's times. It's yeah, you know, and it's, it's um, you know, I start walking with a limp and it's like, yes. I mean, yeah. yes. I, so with the Blending Babes, I do travel with a lot of Renaissance festivals and medieval yeah. fairs and I go across the country different times of the year and I set up shop and... Yeah, the product. So that's got to be a blast. It's super fun. I dress up like a fairy. Yeah. So I do wear my fairy dress and my real estate cards as well. Yeah, so I people, know. So people awesome. know on my signs, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's that fairy lady. So yeah, hi, it's me. But that's great branding. Like <laughs> yes. me and my flip flops. Mm-hmm. You know, and my nickname, yeah. everybody calls me Huddy. You got to brand yes. yourself. As a matter of fact, um, we were door knocking in, in a neighborhood and those people knew my sign, right? Yeah. When you had said, oh, I'm just here with Michelle, and they're like, oh, yeah, we know Michelle. When, in fact, I didn't know them, but they had seen my sign. Right, which mm-hmm. is great, because you got right. the picture of you right on there. Right, in, on, your in fairy, my fairy dress. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> so how long have you done the blending, babes? Oh, my gosh. Um, this business has been um, up and running uh, as a business. That was air quotes. Right. As a business uh, for... See, what is it, 2018, 2013, 14? Okay, so you've had it going Mm -hmm. for a while But I've done aromatherapy since 1988, so I've been working with essential oils since then. So So 30 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really experienced with it. Mm -hmm. So what else can, I'm interested now, you got me going on this. What else can (laughs) aromatherapy do for me? The lavender is for calming. Yes. Um, so I make a lot of sleepy time. Well, lavender does that as well. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, she's always got something. My girlfriend's always got something going. I, I yes. don't know what it is. Peppermint's great for energizing. I mean, room deodorizers. I've got. Oh my gosh, I've got. I've got an oil blend for hangovers. Really? Mm-hmm. That does well up at Summerfest. I have a booth up at Summerfest. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Up there. My the pain cream went. I sold out of that right away. That went to all of the EMS and the security staff. Yeah. And uh, the hangover oil just, I, I'm next to the K102 booth up there, so people would come by and go, I'll probably need that tomorrow. Yep, you probably will. It's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Someone was instant messaging me, and I didn't realize that. Oh, volume. what did they say? Well, they're talking about a loan that's in process right now, so we won't share that information. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, we'll keep that. Everything's fine. But that's kind of the beauty of our company is we're a very tech company. Mm-hmm. So we get alerts that will just pop up. 
That's with great. our loans and different things that are going on. They just, yeah. boom. I know my buyers that they have nothing but praise to wow. say about that you. Is fantastic. And, uh, everything that you've done for them and you've really gone above and beyond for them. So well, I, I appreciate, appreciate that yeah. and they appreciate that. Well, good. We're always trying to make people fans. We don't like to <laughs> well, just Well, you got make... a big fan base. Well, good. <laughs> so I wanted to go over a couple things about this market. A lot of people have the opinion that it's a crazy market. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. um, you have made the comment that you actually feel the market is even or it's evening out, that there's a shift. Mm -hmm. and you, We're seeing a shift. And, and, you know, a couple things that I want to address with that. You brought some stats with you today because you are the realtor that's on it. So before we talk about this market, I want to talk about homes, different price ranges, how long, what the median is of, of how they're, how long they're on the market. So what do you got for price ranges and, and days on the market for me there? Well, it looks like um, homes that are priced between 250 and 350 look like a median on market 22 days. So that means they're going to sell. They're selling quickly. They're selling quickly. There are some that go one day and they're gone. Right. You know, and some that stretch out for a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the next price range up from there is 350 to 450. How long are we on the market there? 34 days. So that's actually quite a bit longer. It's five. Yeah, yeah. I guess 12 days longer. Yeah, 12 mm -hmm. days longer. So you got a little bit more yeah, time. Almost two weeks. Now, if I'm in that, do you have the 450 and up? Like, if I want to buy, if I'm that little bit higher up buyer. 450 plus, you know, you're looking at about 56 days. That's okay, so that's even more significant. Mm -hmm. That's about two months. And that's the median, not the average. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different, but it's you know, still you're a million plus, you're, you're looking at a little bit longer too, because right. your pool of buyers are smaller. They're smaller. smaller. Mm -hmm. So then, if, if I'm someone who is looking at getting in the market and you're talking about this shift, what is the shift? What are you what are you foreseeing coming right now that we're even though we have a foot of snow coming? It's spring. <laughs> it is, I promise. It yeah. is spring and I feel like we I mean, it was January, February for me and it was like spring market. Right. It happened so quickly this year. It did. Uh, I think everybody was just ready, ready, ready. They, they were, you know, and uh, this winter is taking a toll on a few of us anyway. It has. Um, but uh, so last year, I mean, it's not a surprise to anybody, but last year it was, they really were calling that the seller's market, seller's market. They were. Things were going way above, and mm -hmm. people were not afraid to pay above what some homes were appraising for. Um, this year, what I've been seeing, me personally, is that I think it's evening out. I think um, people aren't seeing the price for their home that they may have saw last year, but if you're selling your home, you're most likely buying a home. Right, exactly. So, so if you were selling a home last year at top dollar, you were also buying a home at top dollar. So now this year, it might not be that high, but you're also not buying high. Okay. So I think it's really, to me, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it's more true. More true, yeah. more accurate. More accurate for the price of homes that people are paying right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would agree because I had, you know, last last year I had 
buyers that were, I mean, they were so crazy to get these homes. They were, the values weren't coming in, but they would just come up with the cash. Right. And they would pay over. Right. I haven't had that yet, right. which I'm thankful for, because mm -hmm. I just think that's crazy. But, you know, they say the value of a home is what you're willing to pay for it. Right, it's what the market, right? market yeah. says it's worth. Yep. Mm -hmm. So then, if I'm someone in this market I have a house, it's worth, I don't know, 325. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that I want to sell this house because we're feeling the squeeze. You know, we got, you know, three kids, they're getting older. You know, Johnny's in football, Susie's in softball, Bobby's in three sports. We got all this going on. We sold the car, we have the minivan. Things are crazy. We need more room. Okay. Right? Yes. But I know that if I'm going to list this house with you, knowing you, you're going to have this sucker sold in a week or two weeks. Right? So what am I going to do? What am I going to buy? Well, just because it's sold in a couple weeks doesn't mean that we're going to close on it in a couple weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I like to have that conversation with my sellers up front. When are you looking to move? Yep. When do you want to be out of this home? And that's part of the negotiation that we do with uh, offers that come in. Yep. You know, if somebody wants to move in in two weeks and my sellers cannot do that, that's not... That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if we still need to find a home. So I like to go, oh, in this market, you know what, I've gone 45 days, sometimes 60 days, and that's perfectly fine. Right. So, mm -hmm. Which is really good. Mm -hmm. And again, that's the, the agent coming in then to make that offer. Mm -hmm flexibility of closing date and having a conversation yep that communication piece that a, you like so much yes it's about having a conversation how yep. do we make this a win-win for everybody you know it just shouldn't be that cutthroat where we're throwing people out on the streets right right exactly mm. okay so then so then we just talked about days on the market for those homes mm -hmm. now if i'm selling that house for 300 325 i'm looking to step up right right so I'm looking to get into that 450, 425, that range where homes are on the market longer. Mm -hmm. But even though they're on the market longer, I'm worried because of all the competition. I mean, I, I'm seeing what's happening out there. Am I gonna have to get crazy with my offer at that price range? I mean, what are your What I've been seeing that? 450 and higher, if that's where you guys were going into, um, the pool is smaller. Right. You know, we, have we don't have FHA buyers. We're typically we're not. Mm -hmm. And so we're, um, you know, again, air quotes, we're in, um, that price point is not in the shark frenzy. Right. Mm -hmm. That the, you know, that 250, right. 300 mm -hmm. ranges, mm -hmm. or even that, that 200 or just under. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's, that's like push people over. <laughs> it is. Well, that's the piranha tank. Mm -hmm. You know, right? And that's, you oh know what, gosh. I will tell you, that's where relationships, relationships. Hi, do you have anything coming up that we right. could possibly look at? Do you have anything? So it's about having really good relationships with other agents in the communities that you're so, living in. So like if somebody is looking at 200, where it's so aggressive, mm -hmm. you're willing to call agents that you know to see what they have coming yeah. on, mm -hmm. even before it comes on. 
even before and just yeah. say it's going to be listed on this day I just wanted to give you an FYI that this is coming up I'm not sure if you still have a buyer for that but I just thought I'd let you know right so all right so then we so but I'm the guy so I'm the guy buying that other house I'm scared to list because I'm not sure where I'm gonna live okay. right so we're so what I feel good about is that you're gonna work for flexibility in that closing date when the offer comes in. Mm -hmm. And now I feel a little bit safer because you've educated me to understand that when we're stepping up, we don't have the same competition mm -hmm. because we're not dealing with as many buyers. There aren't as many buyers in that 450 range or even that 400 range. There isn't mm -hmm. because FHA has its limits. Right. You know, they, mm -hmm. they only go so high. That's true. Mm -hmm. So unless I can write a huge check, I'm not going to qualify for FHA financing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be conventional. I'm selling my house. So let's talk about this. Okay? okay. Let's say I'm worried about selling my house or let's say we don't even have my house listed yet. I got some cash in the bank. Right. But I found the house, Michelle. I found the one I want. I qualify for both payments, but oh, I'm so afraid of that. Let's talk about some of those options on what people can do. Because you can, you can buy a second house mm -hmm. while your house maybe isn't listed yet. We right. do have some options for that. Right. So let's talk about I that. have that scenario going on. You do? Mm -hmm. So what are they doing? What does that look like? So what this one looked like was is that I let the agent know of the home that we were buying mm -hmm. and gave her pictures of the house and um, she said well that's going to sell within a couple hours right <laughs> in that location and at that price point and I said well yeah if you have any buyers that you know of bring them on over this is right. the day it's going on the market so um, you know it's just it's really prepping your buyers to list their home as sellers and the appropriate price range so it is sold. So it does go. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that I like to let people know as well is if they're they're really worried about that mm -hmm. and they think, you know, what if we're on the market a little bit longer for whatever reason? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see that happening unless they're asking for just a huge you know, if they're trying to get way over what they should be. But one thing I like to let people know is if that house, they can't be afraid to buy. No. They can't be afraid to go after it. One of the things that, like, what we offer at Cardinal and most lenders do, that if you're coming in with that strong offer, you're conventional, you get your house, mm -hmm. a lot of times you can get away with only putting 5% down. You don't have to put this, you don't have to come in with 20 or 30% down. You can come in with five, right? Right. Your house sells. Let's say you get this house and maybe you want it because you're able to cl close quickly. Mm -hmm. Seller needs to close fast. So you got in maybe a little bit cheaper because you can close quick. You haven't even sold your house yet, but you have the money, you put the 5% down. A month goes by, the house that you were selling, you close. Mm -hmm. It's sold, you close. What they can do is they can take the proceeds, and, and a lot of people think, well, okay, I'll just pay it down. You don't 
that's one way to do it. Right. But you can take that extra money, say it's 120000 for example. Right. Instead of just writing a check and say, here's 120000 you can have the loan recasts. So what does that mean? Right. So when you have your loan recast, it means they're going to take the new mortgage balance after you pay it down Mm -hmm. and calculate your payment off that new loan amount. Does that cost anything for... With us, with us, there's no fees. We'll do it one time for free. Mm -hmm. So you can get away with it. Okay. But if you want to recast second or third time there's some fees associated okay. with that I don't know no one's ever done that so I don't know I don't even know what those fees are but but I like people to know that if they're if if they're worried about not being able to get the house they want because mm-hmm. they feel like they have to sell their house and have that cash right then and have and their cash to put down on their home right they don't they don't is it, John, is it also true that, like, it's usually, like, their first payment isn't due until, like, a month later, too? Sometimes longer. It depends on when you close. Mm-hmm. You know? I like my buyers to have that conversation with you guys. Yep. It's important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you want to pay a little bit more in closing costs, we can collect more days of interest okay. so that you can push it out even farther. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you could actually not have a first payment for almost 60 days. Fantastic, good to know. Yeah, if that's what you really wanted to do, if you were in a situation, Mm -hmm. there's ways of doing it. You know, it just all comes, like you said, it all comes down to having that conversation with your client, seeing what's important to them. What what are they trying to do? Yeah, what is their end goal? Yeah. Why are they moving, Yeah. right? So yeah, that comes into negotiations. It does, there's a lot of different different ways you can position the transaction Mm -hmm. in order to make it work. Yes. You just gotta be working with the people that that can put it together for you. And that wanna have conversations. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep, Mm -hmm. and and that's that's really a big key. So with with your market that you're talking about, things getting a little bit even out there, I want to get my house on the market, but Michelle, I can just stick a sign in the yard. Well, you sure can. It's just going to sell. Michelle, why do I need you? Oh my God. I'm just going to get a sign for sale by owner. Duh. Like, first of all, your sign's not going to be as fancy because it won't have a fairy on it. Well, fact, (laughs) fact. But obviously I know representation is important. I know some people do try to sell their home Mm -hmm. uh, on their own because they, I don't know, whatever their opinion is. They want to, for the most part, they want to save on the fees, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Which I think once people really get into it, they really research what all goes into this deal, into this situation. I I would never want to sell a house on my own. No, there's a lot of contracts. There are. A lot of contracts. Yes. And if you are not familiar with those contracts and if there is misrepresentation of any sort, there's a lot of hot water for people to get into. There is. That's why there's real estate attorneys that make a lot of money. (laughs) And real estate agents that know what those contracts are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, when I talk to a lot of the real estate attorneys, a lot of it stems from for sale by owner stuff. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. So if I want to list with you, you know, obviously there's a lot more to it than you just grabbing your sign, stick it in the yard, 
and it sold. What, yeah. <laughs> what goes in? What goes into this process? What am I? What am I looking at? If I want to sell, I'm like Michelle. I want to sell tomorrow. You know, I mean, obviously that. Then we have a lot of work to do today. Right. What is that? What, <laughs> what are you doing when you walk into that in into a house? What? Tell me about that process. So first and foremost, I like to have a relationship with um, my my sellers, right? Yep. So listings equal sellers, right? And, uh, but I like to have that conversation at least a month before. A month? Or sometimes two or three, depending on what needs to go into their property um, in order to get top dollar for them. Well, what does that, what does that look like? Because, Michelle, I watch a lot of HGTV. I mean, <laughs> Chip and Joanne tell me what I need to do. They're amazing. Them property They're amazing brothers, in 30 right? minutes, right? They are. Mm -hmm. I do remember they have a lot of money and they have a lot of people on their crews. And they got a TV show <laughs> yeah. that makes that that, has that magic. Breaks. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously we know HGTV. It's that's we TV. It. We love we it. We love it. We love to be entertained. It is not a reality when you are selling your home. No. So what are some of the things that you're looking at when you're going to list a house? When or when someone when someone's talking about, hey Michelle, I want to sell this house. You're coming in, you're looking at it. What are some of the key things? So some of the key things are updates and not just the pretty stuff, not just right. the paint and the carpet not and the, the flooring and, and the appliances. I want yeah. to know about the mechanical stuff and the structure of the house. What has okay. been done to this home? How, your roof, what kind of roof is it? How, you know, what have been some of the challenges? What's great about your roof? I'm gonna walk you through all the mechanicals of the home. Uh, tell me about your furnace. Have you had any challenges with it? Water softeners, things like that. What, AC. AC. A, yeah, the HVAC. That's huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah especially because we're really weird here in Minnesota. We get these freezing cold winters, mm -hmm. but our summers, our blood gets so thick from it, mm -hmm. gets 85 degrees, and we need that and AC. Yeah, we need the AC. Oh my on. God. It's amazing. It's really amazing weird. how, you know, uh, retail store can be 50 degrees when we've been waiting for 70 right. right it's 70 degrees outside and all of a sudden you walk into a store and it's 50 and it's like too soon yeah exactly <laughs> Just too soon so you're looking at the mechanicals looking at the mechanicals I want to know about your home yeah so, um, and then I am also looking at paint woodwork I'm looking at flooring um, you know how well it's been finished what how well has it been maintained and do you often see that you know, kind of, I was talking to a home inspector, mm -hmm. uh, super good guy, Joe is his name. He does a lot of inspections oh. over on the east, east side. East I side. do know Joe, yeah. You know Joe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Joe P. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Joe, Joe was talking, you know, about people in their homes and he, he puts it, it it's kind of a good way that he puts it, you know, he, he says people get into their homes and they love them. And they absolutely love them, and they take care of them, and then they're there for a while, mm -hmm. and then they start to neglect their home. Right. You know, the things that you're talking about. And then they all of a sudden want to sell it, and they're like, oh my gosh, we need to put the makeup on. Right. So there's a lot of things that get neglected, mm -hmm. is what he talks about. Years of neglect that yes. possibly could be. Yes. So when you're going through these these homes and that you're you're looking at them, 
there could be a dollar amount associated with doing some of this work. Yes, and some, not a lot, but when you're dealing with a lot of mechanicals, you can look at a pretty hefty dollar sign. Yeah. Just from not changing the filter out or getting the tune-ups done or the ducts cleaned and all Chimneys. Chimneys, chimneys, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So then, are you ever telling people they need to put a deck on the house or finish a porch? Does that ever come into play? I don't ever tell anybody that they no, should. No, that they do should. That. Right. Well, um, some people, you it, know, it depends it's a on question. Who, who my, you know, if you're a close friend or a family member, yeah, I'm probably telling you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but if you're somebody who, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, at the end of the day, what what uh, sellers do to their homes, that, that is their choice. That is their choice. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, what my thing is, is I want to get you top dollar. So here are some suggestions I would make. Yeah. You can decide if you want to make these changes or not. But it will depend. But their choice is also then going to reflect on how many days it is on the market and what the final price is that, that they're going to get for their home. And what I like about you, Michelle, I actually love about you, is that you're very, your suggestions are very straightforward. I there's, try to be a straight. There's no, there's no, um, well, if you wanna, well, no, it's like, hey, if you do this, here's what I suggest you do. Here's mm -hmm. why. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I suggest you do that. Mm -hmm. It's not. You know. Look at my face. Do you think you should do that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's not a lot of guessing on your suggestions. No, I you know. uh, have a beautiful home coming up, and they are doing so much work on it. And it's such a unique, like, whimsical, magical property. I'm very excited to Where is it? North Branch. North Branch. Oh, that one. Yes. It's in You've been talking about that oh, one for me forever. I know, and it, and just so we've been working on it for a, a couple months. Yep. Or they have been, right? So right. Uh, Monday I go out and see pretty much the final of it. And and is that, tell me, oh, remind I'm me so about that one. What's it like? Has it got an acre or what? Are, what yeah, is it's, it? a, it's um, two and a half to three acres. Two and a half. Oh. And you know, it's the neat story. Um, it's a neat house. And so I had asked the sellers to write up the historical oh, cool. of this house too. So it's actually on the property of where North Branch used to have their Friday and Saturday night dances. Really? Mm -hmm. Long, long wow. time ago. A long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> many moons ago. Um, but they Land kept the, right? They kept the cement slab in the back where all of these Beautiful dances wow, took cool. place for all of the farm farm community. Now, does it have a pool or anything? No. Nope. Does mm -hmm. it have a pond? It has a pond. Well, pond is better for me anyways, natural springs mm -hmm. and all that. It's really, <laughs> really cool. It's in a development called Sherwood Forest, which... Oh, you're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. It's <laughs> a street How funny is that? Nottingham, and it's in a place called... Uh, development called Sherwood Forest, and these homes are beautiful. They're all sitting on a couple acres, so you're not on top of each other. When does that go on? Heavily wooded. Uh, we're shooting for May 1st, but we might actually get it on before that. Oh, cool. How much is that? Something like that going to list for in North Branch? Do you have any ideas yet? Uh, I think we're going to be right around the 235, 240-ish. Wow, that's it. Well, and North Branch, where where is North Branch? It's Obviously, it's north. But by what? I know it's north, but up by what? 
Okay, just a little bit past Lois Lake. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. No. no. I'd like to say that it's basically uh, Lakeville to Minneapolis on the south side, North Branch to Minneapolis on the north side. That's not bad at all. I don't think it's bad. Mm -mm. No, you know, people call, they're starting to call Forest Lake like a suburb. Yes. And then I tell people I live in Cannon Falls, and they think it's Iowa. I think Cannon Falls is a suburb, so. It's, well, it <laughs> takes me 25 minutes to get to St. Paul. I, and heck? that's pretty normal. And no traffic. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't so. anyone move there, because I enjoy my no traffic. <laughs> Stay away. Cannon Falls is bad. Right. The, the realtors just all shrugged like oh yeah Ooh, you that, oh, stop. no cannon falls is beautiful i love it, <laughs> it north branch beautiful. sounds amazing gorgeous river they do yeah the and cannon winery river. there and the brewery just opened oh yeah you have a new brewery too. we do mm -hmm. population Gosh, of four thousand are coming up they are over. i was just at a friend of mine they just opened up one in edina really mm -hmm. yeah fantastic it's crazy i love them they're I'm out not there. a big beer drinker. I like my scotch and my whiskey a bit. But, uh, <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> just a wee bit, yes. Speaking of whiskey, you were just down in Tennessee. I was, yes. That's where Jack Daniels is made or Jim Beam or something like that? Yeah. Right? Yes. So what were you doing down there? I am actually getting my license, my real estate license in Tennessee. So I will be uh, licensed here in Minnesota and licensed in Tennessee. So I probably need to get my Tennessee license. Don't you already have it? Uh, not yet. But well, you need to. to get it then. It's not very hard. But is it hard for you? Like, what's that process like to get a license for, for an agent to get a license in a different state? So it just depends on the state. Uh, so, you know, I have my, my first license here in the state of Minnesota. Minnesota is, um, wow, lots of rules, regulations. It's tough. It's Minnesota is a tough state. It's tough on the mortgage are, side, too. They put us through really the ringer. They're really protective of their consumers. They so, sure are. You know, everybody should feel pretty safe here yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, they should. If it's hard to get something here, it's worth it. So, yeah. Uh, Tennessee, the same. Is so, it? So, yep, I'm going through the licensing process there as well so and what's that look tough. like so you're going to be in nashville because that's like that's a yep. amazing area i was oh. reading up on that that's where people really want to live it's so beautiful i was just talking to a friend of mine actually this morning it's been 75 and 80 the last two days there <laughs> so i shared with him that we are having snow armageddon yeah Catropolis, whatever it is, yeah. and he said, "When will it end there?" And I said, "I guess I'm not sure." No, I I was telling the story the other day uh, when I was a sophomore. I played on the golf team in high school. Mm -hmm. I was a sophomore, and we were playing golf on the 3M course. We were playing against oh, Tartan, yes. mm -hmm. and it was May, and it started raining. Oy. Started raining, mm -hmm. then it turned to a sleet. And then like a icy ice rain, mm. and then it turned to snow, and then it was a blizzard. Good times. The best, <laughs> the best. <laughs> but what was crazy about that? I had two eagles that day. I'm a mutter. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was a long time ago, a lifetime ago, it seems like. But, but yeah, we played golf in a blizzard in May. And it was hard. We had to search for the balls because it wasn't like, hey, get out your orange golf balls. You know, we're hitting white balls around. And it, it started accumulating. It was insane. But what was good about it is 
you know, if you're on the green and you're you're <laughs> yeah. inside, right? So you could see the line really easy. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think that's why I got a couple of eagles. You know, I hit the ball a long way, so I'm on in two uh-huh. on a couple of these par fives. And, oh, my gosh. And, so uh, you know, you could see where the ball's going. You know, it's that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was that's a good awesome. time. But Nashville down there, so it's, what did you say it was? 75 or 80 down there? 75 and 80 yesterday and today. What's the attraction for you to Nashville other than it's a lot warmer there? Um, well, that. That? <laughs> no. But some uh, people talk know, about going to Florida. You know, I have, I have my oh, Florida license. Yeah. And, yeah. and I do loans in Florida. People love Florida because of the warm weather. So is it? I love Florida in February and March. Right. Not Nashville. I will love Nashville all year round because I do love the four seasons. I do like snow. And they do get snow down there. They do get snow. They just, it's just not often below zero. Right. Or even 10. So I'm all for that. I was down there one time. I'm trying to remember if it was Nashville or Kentucky. Or Tennessee or Kentucky. There's some sort of cave system down there oh that's probably i don't know yeah um, i don't know but i would suspect with prohibition and the whiskey and the yeah all that horse betting there's here's some... something about tennessee i did not know because you know yeah. i'm a huge derby fan i've been to the kentucky derby well i was in nashville and i was at the Belmead plantation yeah and they have a beautiful shop there with all of these gorgeous hats and i have a whole trunk full of hats that I've wore at derbies. And uh, my girlfriend said, oh, here, you can get a hat here for the Kentucky Derby. And the women behind the, behind, just like looked at us and she said, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> We're like, what, what is it? And she said, horse racing started here. It was all because of the betting and the, and the whiskey that they moved up to Kentucky. Oh, really? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they could do it there, but they couldn't do it in Tennessee. So That's why so Kentucky it's a little, got that. It's a little, yeah, Kentucky little got rivalry. that. So it was Mammoth Caves in Kentucky that I went to. Okay, but pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. It's, that would be they cool. have the largest, if I remember right, they have the largest um, open room cave. Like it's uh, the biggest cavern. Oh, in North neat. America, I think. So you walk in there, and it's like walking into, um, I don't know what to compare the size to it is, but it's like you walk into, like, Excel Energy. It's that big. It's huge. It's amazing. And it's completely dark. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. Have you ever been through caves? I have down in Iowa, but I think I'll this? stick with Red Rocks out right. in Colorado so it's open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you go through there. People have gotten lost in there, you know, and they, but there's um, the stalactites and the malag, the tights, whatever they are. They're huge. The ones that hang down, the ones that poke up? Yeah, they have them. Yeah. Uh, They're huge, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, you can't touch anything. They have, like, some of the writings on there from way back in the day. Yeah, all this cool stuff. That would be a neat field trip. Yeah, Mammoth Caves. It was a... My girlfriend took me, and she's like, oh, we got to go to these caves. And I'm like, caves? Creepy. What are you saying about me? My caveman? And <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, and it was 
you get in there and it's you go through different temperature changes and wow. hot, cold. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, the only I mean I did do some caves in uh, Iowa and. Uh, Why would they have caves in Iowa? It's flat. They farm. No, There's not along the river. It's at Iowa is. Iowa's got a river. Absolutely gorgeous hmm. along that river. My time in Iowa was when I played in the USHL with the Vulcans mm-hmm. um, and I got kicked out of many arenas in Iowa. Why? Well, because I oh, fought. I mean, should I be asking? No, it's fine because I, I fought a lot. Okay. I mean, like in Waterloo, I challenged the entire bench. Oh. Well, we were losing the game and the assistant coach, to give you an idea of the type of I was not a skill player, we'll put it that way. So we used to tape, my, the assistant coach, Coach Ryan, we called him Rhino, he would tape the top of my stick in white and he'd write numbers of the players that I would go after for that team. Oh my goodness. Right? Mm-hmm. So I had 29 minutes in that, 29 penalty minutes just in that game in Waterloo. It was a fiasco. But we were losing, and he's like, Huddy, you got to go out there. You got to do something. Shake it up. We need momentum. So I was like, okay. He says, now, and he grabs me and pushes me over the boards, right? Mm -hmm. So I get out. I drop my gloves right in front of their bench, and I said, I'm going to challenge every single one of you fuckers, or all of you, including you, coach, let's go right now. And no one on the bench came. They all stood there, or sat there, kind of like, they didn't know what to do. It was a crazy man with skates in our arena. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and at the time, you know, I'm 6'3", 250 pounds, you know, so I'm not a small human. Right. And on skates, that's even a bigger human. Yes, it is. And I had a little it's bit like of a reputation. Side. Right. I had a little bit of a reputation of being a enforcer, mm-hmm. right? So what was crazy though is so it scared it scared them all. We got the momentum back. They gave me you know I got ten minutes misconduct just for that, which I think is still crap. Throw me in there for ten minutes. Not even nobody came out to even fight, but I ended up getting kicked out anyways for fighting. I fought twice that night, but we ended up winning the game. We came back and won. We were down five to two. We came back and won six to five. Well, I'm sure no one won. They didn't want anything to do with us. They knew I was coming after them if they did. So it was oh crazy. Oh, my goodness. So that's your Iowa. That's my Iowa. That's Waterloo. I got Well, kicked. then I suggest you and your girlfriend head down and follow the river along Yeah, I probably Fur should. Duchesne, Check it out. Uh, all that whole area down there. Gorgeous. What? Duchesne? Prairie Duchesne. Prairie Duchesne. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. What? Uh, I'll Google it. Marquette, Iowa. What? What? It, why do you know so much about Iowa? Where oh, is my mom, my, um, that's where my, my grandfather and my grandmother were from before they moved to South Dakota. Were you born here in Minnesota? I was actually born in the Philippines. My dad was in the Navy. Really? Mm-hmm. So being born over there, you're still an American citizen. Yeah, right? we were on a naval base, yeah. Okay. How long did you live there? Uh, I think we were, we were just there, I think, just shy of two years. And then where did you live? Then my parents uh, bought a house in South Minneapolis, right by Hi- Hiawatha and Comus, and then we moved out to Grand Star. 
Did you graduate from Burnsville? I did. You did? You're yeah. so what are they what's their high school now? Because they they're the Blaze. Yes. Aren't they? But you graduated as a Brave, right? Yeah, thank you for calling out my age. I appreciate that. Well <laughs> they just change you'd be have to be like twenty two to be Yeah, I yes, I was a Burnsville Brave. Yes. Burnsville Brave. Well, I mean that's my age too. When I was in high school they were the Burnsville Brave. Yes. That's so that good. Though. They were quite a powerhouse. We, yeah. Did you play sports? I did. I ran track and I played soccer. Mm-hmm. That's cool. My yeah. kids run track. Yeah, I love track. And I love soccer too. Well, and I love hockey. <laughs> you have to. You're here in Minnesota. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, do you big soccer fan still? Do you follow the U.S. or? or our pro team. We have a new stadium being built right on. I know that we do, yes. Have you driven by it? I have, mm-hmm. What do you think? You think they're, the MLS is gonna do well here? I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so. Uh, you know, when we had the Minnesota kicks, that was so fun to go to those outdoor games. and. Now it's the United. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that we get that momentum and, and uh, we have a successful time like the kicks did for their for their time here. It would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Michelle, if people want to list with you or they want to buy with you, which I think they should, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, Michelle Markison at kw.com. Uh, my phone number is 612-483-1494. Do you have a website? Can people find you there? They sure can. MichelleMarkison.kw.com. Are you on the Facebook and all that stuff? I, sh- I sure am. You're on the Facebook? <laughs> I am on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the... Do you have the Twitter? I do have the Twitter. You tweet! I do You're have the Of Twitter. all the people I've had in here, you're the only one that that has tweet. the... You tweet. Mm-hmm. What's your handle? Well, it's my Blending Babes one. Blending Babes? Mm-hmm. So at Blending Babes? Because we can't forget about our aromatherapy, at Michelle. Babes, yes. Oh, yeah, I've got, my tweet is huge. That is global. I love it. Yeah. Mm, lots of friends in Scotland. Really? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to go there. I am. I'm going to go for a month. I'm going to go golf at St. Andrews and drink some really yummy scotch. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you're you a golfer. I am. Do you have a handicap? No. No. I just have holes in one. That's it. <laughs> so you're, you're an athlete. You're a blender, super agent. I just love you. Yeah, I love you too. I'm glad you came on. Thank One you. quick thing. What's your favorite 80s movie? Oh, my God. Yes! Oh. I drop it on everybody. Oh, golly. Okay, it is going to have to be between uh, probably 16 Candles or The Goonies. Oh, my gosh. Well, That's okay, awesome. The Goonies is the my Goonies. favorite. Yeah. The Goonies is an awesome one. <laughs> That's my one. favorite. Hopefully they don't do a remake. They, they shouldn't do a remake. They shouldn't. No. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having don't me. Don't forget to download me often many, many times.